the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 16th chapter. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Across history, as we learn to war, invading armies developed a nasty habit of burning books. It is a unique kind of cruelty because words have this marvelous capacity to bestow knowledge and culture and joy and power and peace and hope and life. Once when an officer was asked why his soldiers took the extra time to burn down a library, he replied, what is burned won't be missed. That also explains last week's savage treatment of the word made flesh. Why was Jesus crucified and then buried so quickly last Friday? His enemies assume that what is buried won't be missed. And that might have worked had it not been for love. Had the sun not risen and the women not come to anoint, had the stone not been rolled back, and the angel not been set to greet us this morning with some very good news. All of that was the ongoing work of God's love. And God's love has a fabulous habit of getting in evil's way. Across history, despite the malice that they have suffered, lost words have a way of reappearing. From the clay tablets that were found beneath the ruins of Nineveh, where Jonah once preached after the whale spat him out, to the newest bits of the Dead Sea Scrolls unveiled just last month, to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Eternal Word, born of St. Mary's flesh, words just seem to wake up again.
And when they do, we celebrate, especially this blessed morning, because Jesus Christ is risen today. This is today's miracle. Jesus was buried as one thing, but he was resurrected as another. Jesus went into the tomb with our sins, but he came back without them. Sometime between Friday and Sunday, Jesus stopped in hell to drop off our sins, so that when Jesus erupts from the tomb this morning, those three faithful women and the disciples and you and I are quite free to live a new kind of life, a life free from our sin and our guilt and our shame. And that freedom makes knowledge and culture and joy and power and peace and hope and life, and most of all, divine love, possible for us too, here and now, as Jesus' kingdom comes. There are always folks who find Easter too good to be true. But please be gentle with them. After all, some days those folks are us. Look at how these three devoted women flee the empty tomb in fear, without saying anything to anybody. Later, even when his friends finally meet Jesus face to face, they still struggle. Mary Magdalene mistakes him for a gardener. And his uncle Cleopas doesn't recognize his nephew Jesus on the road to Emmaus. And Thomas kept his doubts all week long. But from the rubble of their lives and ours, Jesus insists on rebuilding. So later that first Easter night behind locked doors, Jesus breathes the spirit of peace and the joy of forgiveness onto his apostles. And eight days later, Jesus invites Thomas to hide his fears inside Jesus' own wounds and to stay there and heal up. Jesus even teaches Peter to fish again, for fish, but also for us. Peter, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. After this long last year, we have all got a bit of rebuilding to do. Of course, this Easter word is for all of us. Jesus emerges from the tomb to put our broken pieces back together again with the talk and touch of word and sacrament, just as he spoke to Mary and touched Thomas and encouraged Peter. But Easter is always a word for others, too. The women at the tomb are sent to tell the disciples. Peter is told to tend sheep. 
And eventually, all the apostles are commissioned to make disciples and make them stronger by baptizing and teaching. So a faithful church does both. It bears a word for us, but then always a merciful word for others. It is not what we deserve, of course, and it is not the way of our world, especially now. We are still experts in violence and vengeance, in burning and in burying. But the miracle is that Jesus came back, that Jesus returns to those who betrayed and tortured and crucified him, and he returns as one devoted to their redemption. Christ is determined to unshatter us, to mercy us back to life. He is love in flesh and blood, and resurrection is how he gets in evil's way. Last month, the Pope visited Syria, and it is said that even he, who has seen almost everything, was astounded by the brutal destruction. The terrorists of ISIS had made a classic bet. What is burned won't be missed. As they were driving out of Mosul, the Pope saw a family living in the ruins of a church. He stopped his car and went to the children and blessed them. They had no idea who he was, but as he left, a local Muslim man explained, he is a man of God. God came to your place today. That man sounds very much like Luther, who said that we are all little Christ to each other. This is Easter, and God has come to our place today. The risen Jesus makes our place a new place, a place of mercy and redemption and second chances. And he offers us the privilege of playing alone. So let's play, letting Jesus rebuild our lives and our place and our nation for our good and also for the good of others, especially those so wounded this past year, acting always in divine love. So folks might see him in us and repent and embrace the crucified and resurrected word-made flesh who wants all his children home again, even those like us who often heard him so. This is the reason Jesus came back. What is buried is lost, but what is resurrected is not. And what is resurrected today is love. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.